Movie Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name is Brian. This is episode 26 for April 19th, 2020. This is a podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows that we like, and hopefully you will too. If you want us to send us some feedback, you can hit us up at theptrshow at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at theptrshow. Okay, so this is week number five for us for stay at home. Oh, yes, quarantine. My my amount of stuff has has dropped a lot this week. I uh, I fell in a lot of YouTube rabbit holes. How about you? You know what? Like, I would say I'm in the same boat as well. It's just because like a lot of stuff on TV have been put on hold. There's not a whole lot of new shows coming out, um, and and no really good movies coming out. So. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot to watch except news, and, and there's only so much I can watch on the news, and there's no sports, so next thing I turn to is YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do have some, I guess, under TV. I shouldn't say it drops significantly, but it's just mm-hmm. been a little here and there, here and there, nothing nothing in total. So, well, uh, let's go through the week and see what happens, or last two weeks, I should say, see what happens, and mm-hmm. just keep everybody up to date. We are still hitting our New Year's resolution. Last week, we barely nixed the one-hour uh, mark, Uh-oh. but we made it. So, try to keep that going today. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, TV shows watched. Um, so, me and my wife, I talked about we watched The Ranch on Netflix. We finally finished it. Completely done. Benito. No more to watch. Uh it was okay. It ended all right. It overall, it was good. It was a good show to watch. I'll just say that. If if you're looking for something funny to kind of watch and with, I'll say realistic language, like they don't pull any punches because it's Netflix, so they just let the f word fly. Uh, oh. Go watch that show. It's it's pretty funny. Um, we did start watching, and this is coming out weekly, so this is kind of a good one for us. Um. We can only catch it uh, on the week, although we haven't watched these shows in so long that we forget to go watch it. So I think we're maybe a week behind already. But the challenge, uh, this one's called Total Madness. That's on MTV. So back in the day, they used to have the real world road rules challenge. And and now we missed it somewhere in the last 10, not 10 years, but probably five, six years. They have people from all over on this show, like any kind really? of reality TV you could think of, like Big Brother and Survivor and these no way. ones I've never heard of. So, um, you yeah. you know, it's funny since you brought that up. Yeah, I was watching a something on the news and and they had a clip of a nurse that was com- that was talking about what was going on at the hospital that this nurse was working in. And afterwards, I was like, man, that guy looks so familiar. I'm like, where is that? Where, why can't I pinpoint this one particular dude, um, this guy? And and at the end, you know, the news anchor was like, if you recognize him, you you might remember him from the real world of, I forgot where it was. I think it was New Orleans. He was one of the guys from that show. And I'm like, oh, no way. And that was like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And I was like. Oh no way! Now I now I recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, 
Then there's been a couple things that we started watching or I started watching again, but you know, I've only gotten so many episodes into it. One would be the, <laughs> the show cheer on Netflix. Um, oh. Oh, boy. this is, <laughs> it, I know it's cheerleading, but yeah, I got to find something. The wife's going to want to watch too. And, uh, this is done by the people that uh, do Last Chance You that we watch. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's kind of got the same feel to it. Same, you know, the way they do things where they cut in the interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing here is, so my wife is, we're up usually late at night because my, you know, my wife has work and school stuff that she does. And I'll just be sitting there watching this stuff. And just like Lion King. I fell asleep. So I've only seen like parts of two episodes, I think, or something like that. I find um, out last night from my wife, she finished it. She's done. Wait, so wait, wait. it was like, seven episodes. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll go back and finish it or not. It was okay. It, it, it was somewhat interesting. Uh, uh-huh. I'll say that, you know, it's still sports related to, to that extent. You know, I mean, watching reality TV show, the one thing that, that right away I was like, oh, that's a bummer is they, they talked about did i mention this last week did i talk about this show in the last episode um no no i didn't think i did the, the one thing that was funny was they were talking about how uh their competition their main competition is in daytona beach florida in april and mm-hmm. you know this was obviously recorded last year so i was sitting there thinking i'm like well they ain't going to that competition this year <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, yeah that was kind of a, a downer then because you're kind of like eh. That kind of sucks for them, but yeah, now, it's still it's still okay. Do you, do you see like some of the similarities of what they do with some of the um, activity that your family's into with oh, dance, dance? And, with dance and all that? Uh no, I mean no, no. Cheer is different, and of course they they throw drama into it. You know, it's this person's taking this person's spot and stuff like that, where you don't really see that too often in dance. So. Mm-hmm. I would say no, not at all. Okay. But uh um yeah, you know, it's 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 more like last chance you where is this person gonna start over this person and things like that, you know. That's mm. kinda that's kinda how they have it boiled down is trying to figure out who's gonna take whose spot and all this. Um and dance isn't like that, at least at least not where we're at. So um uh no, nah, I wouldn't say that at all. But it was okay. I, I mean, it's. It, I think it's in Netflix's top ten. You know how they do that now on Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's okay. It's not bad. Um, something I did go back and start watching, and I've been getting pretty far through. I mean, not pretty far, but I'm seven episodes in out of twelve. Is I finally went back and started watching season three of The Wire. Ah, <laughs> uh, and it's good, man. It's really good, but. Man, each episode just they're an hour, and it seems like an hour. Not that it's a bad thing; it's a good thing. But I'll be sitting there watching it, and I'll be like, "Man, I just watched like five hours," and I'll be like, "No, I'm still on the same episode." <laughs> I'm like, "This is a long episode. There's been a lot going on here, but it's good. It's not in a bad way." So uh, I've been really digging that one. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, so then. I did watch two documentaries, and so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Both of these documentaries were only like an hour long each. Mm-hmm. So would they go under TV watched, or would you put them under movies watched? Oh. Ooh. 
because I put one under TV watch and then the other one I ended up putting under movies watch. And I was like, huh, I don't know if that's really a movie. I don't know if that's really a TV show. Mm, I don't know. Do do you. If it was a two, if it was a two hour documentary or hour and a half or longer, that's obvious. I'd put it under movies. But does, these are but only does like an hour. Documentary go under their own category, though. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to start that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I watched two hour long documentaries. <laughs> um, the first one, I don't know. I haven't been on my Plex server in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Plex does a lot of free stuff, like free TV. Like you go on there and watch as long as you got a, a TV antenna hooked. Well, no, this one, I don't even think you needed a TV antenna hooked up to it. They just have a section where you can go watch like free TV and movies like a lot of these other streaming services have. But with commercials and stuff or ads. And they had one on there it was for Van Halen, the early days. So it was like from the time they got together and started to the point where David Lee Roth left the band. And uh, it was actually kind of good, man. It was one of those ones you used to expect to see back in, back in the day on VH1. So <laughs> that's what that's what it kind of felt like to me. Um, but that was interesting. I, I think me and my wife were watching something and she got a phone call or something like that. And so I just said, eh, I started flipping around and I hadn't been on my Plex server, like I said, in a while. So I was just looking to see what was out there. And I saw this and I was like, I'm going to watch this. And I hit click play and I just got sucked into it. So that was pretty good. And then the other one I watched. So this one I'll take away from my movies watched was uh heart of a lions fan. And oh this one I fell upon on Amazon prime and living in Michigan. I was like, and being a, a former number one, not number one lions fan, but the Lions being my number one team, which they're now number two. <laughs> um, I was like, I got to watch this. And basically what it was, was a documentary that this guy did because he's like, I have a son and he's, you know, a year old. And do I really want to raise him to be a Lions fan? <laughs> and so he did this documentary about the fans of the Detroit Lions and how they've, they haven't been good <laughs> for the last 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in this day and age, do you really want your kid to go ahead and be a fan of the Lions? Or would you rather throw a, a you know, well, can't say that now because he's going to the Bucks. But at the time, they were like, do you throw number 12 New, Ind- New England Patriots jersey on him and say, hey, Tom Brady played for Michigan. <laughs> You're going to be a Patriots fan. I just think yeah. that. Um, so in 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 like the mid 90s, um, I was a big Wings fan. Right. And. And I, to me, when they actually finally win or won that championship, I I felt like I was like, okay, I I've been through almost five years of bad hockey. Now we finally won one. Um, that felt really good. So so if I was let's say if if I was the father of that little of that young kid, I was like, heck yeah, man, let's grind through the bad to enjoy the good. All right. But for example, well, how long have you been a Lions fan? Oh, over like 20, 30 years now, over over 20 20 years. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep being a Lions fan. Okay. Through the good and the bad. Mostly bad. Mostly bad. 
So let, uh, this is this is where I'm going to put in my thoughts. Grew up, started really getting into football when I was what, probably twelve, mm-hmm. and maybe a little younger than that. That's where I really started paying attention, watching on TV, things like that. Of course, I live in Michigan. I'm gonna be a Detroit Lions fan. Of course, mm-hmm. Barry Sanders comes on the scene as the greatest running back to ever play the game. Period. I'll fist fight you over that, right? Mm-hmm. They are terrible. They are terrible. They are terrible. They're always terrible. They're completely terrible. By the time I'm 19, so it's only been seven years, but just this team is terrible. They make dumb decisions. By this point at 19, I'm already smart enough to know that the coach should be long gone, and he finally is. But I, because I was in the military, had the opportunity to move away from Michigan not saying that, I mean, I'm back in Michigan now, so not saying it's a good thing or bad thing, but I had the opportunity to move away from Michigan, and I happened to go to a state where they just were starting a brand new football team. So, you know, at that point in my life, I don't know, am I going to come back to Michigan someday? Am I going to live in North Carolina the rest of my life? Am I going to move around the world and have the opportunity to be a fan of different teams over my life? I don't know. So I decided, you know what? I'm not going to, this is before, uh, oh, what's DirecTV's, what is it? It's not the NFL channel. What's that called? Sunday. NFL Life. NFL sun, Life. The Sunday package, whatever you call it, where you can watch all the NFL games. Oh, this, okay. This is before that starts. So at this point, I'm like, I'm not even going to be able to watch Detroit. I'm going to be stuck watching this brand new team who's probably going to be terrible. You know, the, the, the what are they calling themselves? Oh, the Carolina Panthers. Let me. So I'm like, well, I might as well check them out. I'm stuck for the next four years. Go to that team. And within three years, they're going almost to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I switched teams pretty quick. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I got that. I got that feeling way quicker. And I haven't looked back now since that was just. Not even 25 years ago. That was literally 15 years ago. No, it was 20. It was 25 years ago. But the last 25 years, yeah, they haven't won a Super Bowl, but they've been to two Super Bowls. They've had countless more winning seasons. They've made it way farther in the playoffs multiple times than the Lions ever have. Uh, I think I made a good decision. I'm happy with my decision. So, But, like, kind of like... Um, Chicago Cubs or the um, the Red Sox, they went through a long drought before they actually won a championship. And and look at that city when they when they finally win one. I mean, like they went nuts, right? So because how long they had to go through before they actually win one, I I I to me there there's something cool about that. Before they won a championship, I agree totally. Totally, 100%. But how many winning seasons did those teams have? Oh, I don't know. Okay, let's look at the Lions. How many playoff games have they won since 1960? Zero. Right, zero. You could probably count on one hand how many times they've made it to the playoffs since 1960. It's got to be pretty close. To one hand. It can only get better. So, I hope. 
Well, but so that's the that that's that's my whole point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understood. And when you're a true diehard, you're a true diehard. And, and I guess I was never a true diehard Lions fan. And I'll, I'll admit that. I'll say, OK, you're right. And I guess I never was. And maybe because I wasn't in Michigan, in Detroit my whole life, you know, because I did move away. Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Not that I want to get in this big sports debate here on our podcast, but I am going to say. I don't know, like you, you got to see room for improvement there and having one winning season with one coach. And then all of a sudden he's gone because he's had three losing seasons, you know? So it's like you get your hopes up one year and then they're dashed for the next seven because now you go three, four years with losing seasons. They finally get rid of the coach. It takes the next coach two, three years to get a winning season. He gets one and then it's what he gets is one and he Mm -hmm. doesn't get any more. It's like, that's, that's tough, man. That's hard. So it's not easy, dude. No. So I, I get it. And like I said, if, if you've lived here your whole life, I don't I don't shame you for being a Lions fan or being a diehard. And, and trust me, someday when they do make it, I'm going to be one of those guys that gets yelled at because I'll be excited for them and I'll be rooting for them and I'll be happy for them as long as they aren't playing the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll be and I'll be all about it. I mean, to this day, Thanksgiving Day, unless the Panthers are on, which I don't I don't I think the Panthers have only been on Thanksgiving once in their whole 25 years. Anyhow. Um, so other, other than when they play the Panthers, I always root for Detroit still, they're still my hometown team, you know? So yeah, I'm not, I, I won't. And I can't say I'm a diehard Lions fan because I, I, I left. Um, but someday when they do make it, I'll be excited for them and hooting and howling like everybody else. And everybody's going to bash on me because, oh, you're a Panthers fan. You're not a Lions fan. And that's true. I get it and I'll accept it, but and um, I'll be the first one to call you a bandwagon. You will. I guarantee you. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I get it. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying this was actually, it was actually a pretty good documentary. Um, But man, it makes me glad that I'm a Panthers fan. It just reminded me of everything. And I was just like. It's hard, man. It's not easy to be an Alliance fan. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. So, so props to everybody out there who is. I, I. I give you credit for that one. Um, and then other than that, I think the, what you have on your list, I have on my list. So we can uh, go ahead. I'll let you roll with it. All right. So I'm going to talk about the first one. Um, since you finished it last, uh, last time we talked, um, it was o- Ozark. And I finally, finally finished it. Ooh, go Brian. I, I mean, like, I think. Um, I don't you know how I, you couldn't have finished it, though. That was so good. You and I had a different, different, different perspective on this. We did. Like I, you, I mean, you, you, you hyped it up pretty well, and I was like, oh man, I should really finish it. I'm like, this is gonna be really good, and I was kind of let down. I, I was <sighs> really let down. I don't even see how. It just said like, okay, so at the beginning, like the first half of the season or the first quarter of the season, um. It was the FBI. It was how they're going to deal with uh, Navarro, the drug cartel from Mexico, and and how how Marty's going to deal with that. Um, and they started to like um, uh, introduce the 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 younger brother of Wendy into mm-hmm. in into the fold. And I'm like, okay, I can see where this is going. 
But the second half of the show, or the season, I should say, was pretty much all about um, um, the younger brother. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I, I care more about how Marty's gonna flip a a straight arrow FBI agent and make her work for him. And he started like hinting at it, and they started throwing out a little bit of hints of uh, how how he's gonna go about it. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And they're like dangling that in front of me, and I'm like, they don't go anywhere with it. And 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 to me, like there was like episode eight and episode seven. They're like, oh, nothing really happened. I'm like, All right, okay, whatever. Yeah, um, but that that was. All right, go ahead. I'll let you finish. <laughs> so 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 like at the end, right? I mean, they did wrap up one storyline, but the whole storyline of where they're gonna go with the FBI, where they're gonna go with uh with Navarro, and and to me. I think they want to tackle too much in one season. Whereas I rather them to like start something and finish something in one season. Right. Yeah, but they haven't done that in any of the seasons. They haven't done that in any of the seasons. Every season, they you, you think, oh, they got themselves out of all this whole mess. Everything is good. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap. What are they going to do now? And that's where it ends. Because this season, and, and I'll admit, they, they maybe did play a little bit too much on the brother. But to me, that was that was part of the intrigue. Because what what would you do if all of a sudden you had this sister and you go to visit her and you start finding out she's in some crazy stuff and you're like, well, this is insane. You just, you just need to stop and go to the cops, you know. And you, you use your sister saying, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to the cops. We're, we're going to keep doing this. Uh-huh. Like, why in the heck would you keep doing this? Just go to the cops and not realizing that the cops are on the take, that the FBI is involved and it's just way bigger madness than it is. And if so, I'm sitting there putting my place myself in that dude's place. And then all of a sudden throwing the fact, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm bipolar. It's like, what? Oh crap. This is going to get really nuts. now, you know, I so, totally understand. Um, but like, I don't see a whole lot of value of bringing him into the show. It, he, they didn't use him to move the storyline any that much. I would yeah, say. they did. You're missing the key part. Of what, though? Who has been their biggest ally through all Roof. these seasons? Yeah, okay, Roof. I know that Roof and is And they brought be... him in to tear her out of there. She's out. She's She is not their friend no more. Matter I don't fact, think She's so. now starting to side with their enemy. I don't think so. I think that all went through when she woke up from the hospital and they didn't do anything for her. I think that made more of a move on on made, made her decide who is her real friend than her brother. I would right, say. But, but who who made her realize that? It wasn't her brother? I it think was, it was her. It was Wendy's brother. I think it was more her deciding uh, that. Yeah, but she was she was going to be fine with it. She was going to be fine with it. She was going to be okay with it. And then uh, Mindy's brother was the one who started making waves, and she was like, oh, wow, this dude really cares for me. Oh, this dude really loves me. Nobody's ever stood up to people like this before. She didn't know any different before that. She was used to her dad and uncles just being like, deal with it, girl. Move on. And that's what she was going to do. 
And then the brother comes along, Wendy's brother, and he's like, no, nah, this isn't right. Let's take care of this. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to take care of this for you because I love you because I care for you. And that's the first time she sees that. So what does that do? That makes her realize this is how it really should be. He's the whole reason she she got away from that. Not it wasn't going to be her. She was just going to suffer in silence. I I I mean, I think he helped her decide that. But ultimately, I think when she woke up and Angie know and hearing it from Marty and Wendy that nothing's going to happen. Um uh, really messed her up, really made her decide what's going to happen. Um, yeah, he did talk her into it, and I think Wyatt, with Darlene's help, um, um, really helped her decide that as well, because like Darlene went and took care of business as well. Yep. Um, so I think like all that play into how she decide what she's going to do in the future. Um, but but I think, uh, to me, he didn't really bring a whole lot, except like just making me mad and um, that that everything that he did, he just keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, keep, stop doing that and you have to apologize for. Stop doing things you have to apologize for. Yeah, but that's what happens to people that are not right in the head yeah. and, and it's your blood. So what do you do? And But like, I think like having that kind of complex character um, it, it, to me, it didn't bring a whole lot to the storyline. To he me, just the whole said it. he's a complex character. He com- he made the whole situation way more complex. Correct, but I think the whole story for me is is him laundering money for the drug cartel, right? That to me, that's how I see the show of like how is Marty gonna get through this little this through this FBI storyline? Not how are they gonna take care of this family member that came in out of the blue. So I think that, I think that, that, that bugged me a little bit too much that I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it's still a good show. It's still a good season, but I think I couldn't get past that. Oh man. So to me that, that was, that was, that was actually one minor storyline is the brother. Then you got the Kansas city mob. That's another storyline. Then you got, the drug cartel, that's a major storyline. And then you got the FBI, that's another major storyline. And, and within and within the and within the FBI, it's a matter of who in the FBI is gonna get their way, the the money person or the agent who's been on them for three years, you know, three seasons now. Yeah. So and then the way it ends with I mean, I guess you could say spoiler alert, but at the end, it's like, okay, you think they're about to turn in or not turning the FBI. They're about to go to this dude and just say, hey, we're loyal to you. We're all in with you. We're still going to try to flip the FBI agent. That's what you're thinking this whole time. And then all of a sudden they get a call from the FBI saying, hey, look, you, you, you're dead. You get on that plane, you're dead. And he's like, I got no choice but to get on the plane or I'm dead right now. And they get on the plane and then you find out, okay, they were going to go say they're loyal. Now this dude's saying, hey, you are my loyal people. And now they're like, Oh crap! So now this really is going the way that we didn't think it was going to, and and now we do have to deal with the FBI, figure out the FBI. So, dude, I no, I Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, they deserve Emmys. The show needs an Emmy. I mean, it's just out of this world, man. It was good acting, um, um, and and seeing how Helen and Navarro. And and 
that crazy uh, torture that they do to people. And I'm like, what? These guys are ruthless. And yeah. then, and then like the other side of it, like the, you know, clean lace FBI agent, like they don't, I mean, they don't care. They, they have a law that they have to buy by. And, and it's pretty cool. I mean, they, you get to see both sides of the uh, game, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that we were watching and that we've been catching up and it's been super amazing um, is the Better Call Saul from AMC. And, yeah. and oh man, it's getting good, dude. It's getting yeah, good. I'm, I'm so sad that it's going to end shortly. But um, and I think, I think uh, we, were, we were talking about it. Like Vince Gillian, the guy that made this show, and he does tension so well he does tension so well there's this one scene in this latest episode where uh lalo the the, the head drug cartel for the salamaca family found out what uh what he's has been bugging him right that that um that saul can't get through the desert without help and who and then he now he now he knows a little bit about what, what what's going on and now, but he got to find out more. And then he's going out to solve, like, hey, tell me what happened. And just keep pressuring him, keep pressuring him. Oh, that whole one scene, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, no, that, that was, that was pretty good. I, yeah, one of the, one of the better episodes this season, for sure. Um, So like now, knowing what we know now, how do you compare this show with Breaking Bad? Let's say Breaking Bad was 10 in one to 10 scale, right? 10 being the best, one being really, really horrible. Um, if Breaking Bad was 10, where do you put uh, Better Call Saul? Mm. And better yet, where do you put Ozark in that scale? Really? Yeah. That's like, it. I Ozark is definitely ahead of Better Call Saul. Okay. Uh, but I mean Better Call Saul is like, you know, part 2 of Breaking Bad and and nothing's ever as good as the original. Mm. So, I I I would have to say I mean, and you got to look at all the seasons. You can't just look at this season. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, if Breaking Bad is a 10, I would put Better Call Saul maybe like a 7. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven would probably work. Um, Ozark, it's only had three seasons, mm-hmm. but all three seasons, I just loved and couldn't wait for the next season. I, 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 I at least a 10. I mean, oh, wow. I would, I would, be, I would, I would contemplate putting it above a 10. Oh, wait, you're putting Ozark above Breaking Bad? I think I might. Oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Bad has a lot more episodes to be able to do what they do. Uh-huh. Or Ozark only has, what, 12 to 13, 14 episodes? Uh-huh. Um, And they, they do the same thing. I mean, just, you know, take episode one and take the last episode and just say, how do they figure out how to get from here to there? And do, like you said, all that. I mean, like you said, Vince Gillian does great with tension episodes. So I would say 
the writers of, of Ozark, and I don't know who they are. I can't even tell you who they are off the top of my head. They they do great with suspense, you know, and and just making you guess like what is really happening. And I think that's, you know, Breaking Bad was always okay. How are they going to get out of this this spot? How are they going to get out of this spot? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ozark, it's how are they going to get out of these three spots? How are they going to fix all three of these different things going on here at the same time to get to, to the one solution, you know? Mm. So, and they do it, like I said, in a lot less episodes. So, yeah, man, Ozark is by far a favorite of mine over Breaking Bad. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a shock to me. Huh. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like Breaking Bad, and I thought Breaking Bad was great. But there there's other shows that I think have, have been out, in the, you know, in the same time frame or sense that I think are better. Okay, how about this? Next time? Next time. A little teaser for next time. Next episode. We should talk about our Mount Rushmore of TV shows. The top five. Or top four. Sorry, top four. Top four, top five TV shows that we think. And then we use that to compare to the shows that we will talk about. How about that? Top four. And this is ever, right? There's no timeline to this. No timeline. So if you want to talk Breaking Bad, you want to talk about West Wing, if you want to talk about... I don't know, like Sanford and Son or Good Times or whatever, you, or Friends, whatever you want to talk about, TV shows related, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So then, so then we can get a gauge of be like, hey, um, Dan's, you know, Mount Rushmore TV shows is this, this, and this, and this, and when Oja comes back, we're like, ooh, what is that? Does does it bounce one off of the Mount Rushmore? Of, of, I think of I, the list and then and then put it back up or, or you know kind of the, I, I think I just wrote mine down already I think so oh top four yeah but we're not gonna of do all it time we'll do it next right. week because or in two weeks I gotta you might have sleep I, on that I gotta relook at it <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta sleep sure. on that yeah 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 yep. okay all right cool yep um that's how I've been watching all right that's, that's that's pretty much it. Let's go into news and rumors. So uh, I just have one thing in here. They put out a new Stargirl trailer and it shows some of who's involved in the Injustice Society as well as who's going to be involved in the Justice Society. Um, and it, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, you know, Batgirl, I was not excited for. Supergirl, I was not excited for. The new Superman show that's coming out next year, I'm kind of excited for, even though we haven't seen it. Um, but Stargirl, dude, I'm I'm already geeked. I'm ready to go. I'm like, let's see this. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I, th- I think part of it is is uh, Jeff Johns is going to have, you know, he's not going to let this thing fail. <laughs> um, this is his his baby. He created the character. Um, he created it based off his sister. Uh, the fact that he's finally able to get it on TV. I mean, yeah, this isn't going to be a, this isn't going to be a swamp thing. So Mm. I, I, it looks really good to me. It doesn't look too campy. So yet, I mean, it, it could be, it it could be turned out to be very, very campy. I might be eating my words here in a month from today. I think. Yeah. Is it a CW show? Yeah. It comes out May 19th. Oh boy. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm comparing to CW shows. 
So out of the CW shows, you know, I, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm pretty geeked. Mm. Did you watch a trailer? I did not. Not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. But like you know, okay. So you've been pretty geeked about the Flash when it came out, right? And yes. how does to you how how does that held up? Well, no, there, it, I can't answer that because the Flash. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, The Flash has been my favorite comic book hero my entire life. Correct. Like, I, I've never, maybe, I, okay, I'll say at some point when I was five, six, seven, around that age frame, you know, I remember there was times where I took a, took a, we had this blue towel at the house and I had a big, one of those large safety pins on it and I put that sucker around my neck and run around with a cape, you know, <laughs> and you know, I think for a long time, Batman was my favorite when I was younger. So, um, mm. but, but somewhere eight, nine, 10, somewhere in there, I don't know how, I don't know if one day we were sitting there playing me and my friends and we were going to play super friends or something. And everybody was picking a character and I was like, I'm going to pick somebody different. And I picked the flash. I have no idea. I cannot tell you how flash became my favorite, but at a very young age, the flash became my favorite comic book character and always has been. So, Anytime there's a chance to see the flash on in anything, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, so that TV, the, the excitement I had for this, for that TV show is, is uncomparable. Um, just like the justice league movie, super psyched to see that movie. I, I wasn't too excited at first with Ezra, Ezra Miller as the flash. The more and more I've watched that movie, which I do <laughs> watch over and over. I, it, he's grown on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that that's the only way I'm going to get a flash movie, I have to accept it and be excited for it. So, mm. um, I'm okay with it. So, so I can't compare my excitement for star girl to the excitement I have for the flash. There's just, there's no way. No way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can only, like I said, I can only compare it to, to past CW superhero shows. And this is the one that I've been most excited for since the flash. Hmm. Uh, um, so there's one item that I do, uh, that I have on the news and rumor mill, um, and it's from, uh, it's from HBO Max. I think that's coming up pretty, it's coming out shortly, right? Um, it's supposed to be April, but I think now it's been pushed to May. Okay. And they ordered three TV shows from, um, from Bad Robot production. And I didn't know this, but you know, um, obviously it is a J.J. Abrams um, production company, but it's made from with J.J. Abrams or is it Joss Whedon? J.J. Oh. It's J.J. Um, but it's J.J. Abrams and Katie McGrath, um, who is um, in Supergirl, the um, the Luther daughter. She plays uh, the uh, Luther character in. Supergirl. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that her and J.J. Abrams made Bad Robot. That's pretty cool. But um, they, uh, HBO Max ordered three TV shows from their production company. Um, the first one is called Duster. It's about a 1970s um, a driver for a crime syndicate. And somehow, somewhere, it gets, it gets, it gets go sideways. And I guess that's the premise of the show. I mean, I mean, okay, it's pretty cool. Um, the other show is called 
Overlook, and it's a horror thriller, and it's kind of inspired by um, Stephen King's The Shining. Um, I never read that book actually. Um, I think that should be on my list to to read, but um, that sounded pretty cool as well. And then the third one, the one that I really want to talk about, um, is that they're gonna make a TV show with just Justice League Dark. Um, and and I to be honest with you, right now I can't think of all the character that's gonna be in the Justice League Dark. I know that what Constantine is one of them. Is that right? Yep. Um, Swamp Thing is one of them. Uh, and, yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, but I can't, to be like me, know the rest of the lineup for uh, Justice League Dark. Um, well, it varies. It's anything magical. So Zantana, Zartana, um, or Zantana's the female what's the male magician it's like her brother or cousin or something i think, mm. it's, I think it's zartana um they're involved uh i can't think of the other ones um it could it could take on a lot of different characters a lot of different roles kind of like the, it's supposed to be kind of like you know the justice league it could have a rotating set of characters if it wants uh-huh um this is the only one I heard about. The other two, I hadn't even heard of them. And I think it's just because based on what I watch on YouTube, it, it came across on YouTube where they talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this, too. I'll be more excited. I, you know, I'm one. I like it when they tie in all the different worlds and stuff. So I'd be more excited if they get the Constantine actor from Legends oh, to, see. Ah. to go there. Uh, to me, that would be better. If they recast him as somebody else, it's going to be kind of bummer. Mm-hmm. But that's just Matt Ryan. That's the one who does it. Um, that would just make me a little more excited. But, oh, like, or, or like the or like the Swamp Thing character from um, uh, from the TV show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. I, I think that would be that would be pretty awesome, exciting. So, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be pretty cool to see what they do with it. Um, I think having it on HBO Max where they can kind of like curse a little bit more um, and do things that like CW can't really do sometimes, right? Um, that that they can stretch these characters out a little bit more. So so I to me, that, that has a lot more potential than like them doing this on CW. Or like Disney or something. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. No, it's supposed to be I mean, it's supposed to be big budget, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um <laughs> But yeah, the the cast for it could be a lot of different people, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who they who they bring up bring about with it and who who they say is gonna be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all I have. Yeah, cool. Uh, I was going to oh. say, oh, and HBO Max also, because the, the one thing I was watching is they're also doing the Green Lantern series. And that was one how they kind of got into discussion about, you know, bringing characters from one show to another show to another show. And I guess they explained a little bit how at the end of the big CW crossover this year, how they talked about when uh, Arrow 
recreated all the Earths, and he put a certain few on Earth Prime, mm-hmm. but then kind of said how other Earths had different sets of characters. Because actually, they showed Stargirl being on a different Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, so she may not be of the same Earth as we know with our Earth Prime characters. Now, I don't like that, personally. I'm like, especially Uh being a CW show, they should all be together. Um, We'll we'll see how that plays out. Uh, But they did the same thing with with Titans. And, uh, oh, I just drew a blank. What's our other show? Uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Doom Patrol. Uh, they made it play out like those could possibly have two different Earths, which makes zero sense to me. Uh, again, I'll go back to because we were introduced from Doom Patrol because of Teen Titans. Uh huh. Um, so that was dumb to me. Uh, they played out how Swamp Thing was on a different Earth, how the Green Lantern Corps was a different Earth, and, and there's, that was supposed to be, even though they took it from the movie Green Lantern, it was supposed to be a homage to the new show coming out on HBO Max. So... If they truly do it like that, then again, how does Swamp Thing from a different Earth become Swamp Thing on the Earth that Justice League Dark takes place in? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not a fan of all that. I like I like them all to be from the same place. You know, I think they should tie the if they want to keep the movies separate from TV shows. Great. But having one for CW and now possibly two if Stargirl's is from a different one and then. All these different ones. I, uh, I mean, it explains it and it makes it easier to watch. I'll say that. And they said they did it because the writers then could do their own thing. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I like crossovers, so I'm a fan it, of that. But it's confusing as I'll get up, though, right? It, it can like, get confusing, yes. yes. And 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 I think that's where Marvel has kind of like kept their distance with that. And it's working really well for them. Mm-hmm. But when when you have um, a same character like the Flash being played by one Ezra Miller and then another one is being played by Grant uh, Gustin. Guy, Gustin, thank you. It, it, it's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that, that's when they did that whole deal in the crossover. They brought Ezra Miller to the TV show, so that was kind of cool. They kind of explained it, but then they said, "Yeah, we're still gonna keep it separate." So right, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is. So, all right. All right. Um, so to uh, on our bit called Stump Dan, typically I will ask a movie title in a foreign language and try Stump Dan like last week. Um, oh, sorry, last episode. I'm doing a little bit different today. And and so I'm going to – it's a little curveball. So I – for a little while, I am hooked – on a website called The Numbers, right? And they have like a whole history of movies on on The Numbers. And and, and it's pretty amazing database of movies and, and, um, and how much money movies make at a particular time and date. So on this date, April 19th in 2002, this movie had an opening day of twelve million dollars. What movie do you think this is? And here's a clue: this movie launched 
this guy's care uh, this guy's movie career and it's been uphill since it has really bad CGI though launched his movie career really bad CGI his movie career has been uphill since oh you have seen him in so many things so many things not just movie also TV so who started their movie career in early 2000 it's kind of hard actually Yes, I have no idea. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't tell you what movies came out last year, yet alone 2002. Uh, With really bad CGI. That's what I'm trying to go off of is the bad CGI. Um, this his character was also part of a bad guy from the Mummies series. The Rock. Mm-hmm. And what movie did he start it? The Scorpion King? Yes. <laughs> so I've never I've never seen it. You've never seen the Scorpion King? No. Oh, it was so campy, it's funny. No, yeah. I uh I, I mean I know of it obviously, but yeah, I know I've never seen it. Yeah, so the Scorpion King was opening day of 2002 on Friday. That Friday it made twelve million dollars. In domestic it had it made close to 100 million um so it's it's it i think at that time it was very successful but they never made another one and but scorpion king they have two dude they've made a ton of them oh did they oh yeah what's the follow-up with the rock though no no no, <laughs> no. oh don't say holy crap <laughs> they, they did uh scorpion king rise of a warrior which was in 2008, and I'm trying to see who was in that. That was like, I think that may have been straight to uh, VHS or DVD or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the big actor in that one was Randy Couture. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they had Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption in 2012 with Dave Bautista. Then they had Scorpion King 4, The Quest for Power with people i never even heard of victor no, webster i don't even know who that is it just went sideways really quick then and then it looks like they had one just in 2018 looks like there's probably a couple wrestlers in that movie or something too so wwe must own that now oh wow that's crazy I did not know that they made more than one. Yeah, these are all like direct to direct to VHS or DVD sequels. So that's interesting, though. That's pretty good. I wouldn't have got it, though, until you said the mummy. So I did see the mummy and I think I saw part two of that one. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I kind of missed those. And Brendan Brendan Fraser and Fraser. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to movies we watched. This is going to be pretty quick, which if we want to keep under an hour, probably a good thing. But Mm -hmm. uh, I actually watched this one before our last episode. I totally forgot to put it on there um, because I was watching it in pieces. But I did finish it before the last episode. I just forgot to name it. And that was I finally watched A Quiet Place, uh, the one starring John Krasinski and his real life wife. 
Um, God, I can't think of her name now. Emily Blunt. There you go, Emily Blunt. Uh, directed by John Krasinski. Um, and part two is supposed to be coming out at some point in the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finally went and watched it because that was a big phenomenon when it came out, what, two years ago or something like that? Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah, it, and it was. It was actually, yeah, it was actually pretty good. I, I liked it. I, I, I watched it in parts, like I said, while I was on the elliptical a uh, couple mornings. Um, but yeah, it was it was actually pretty good. So oh man, you gotta watch it in like a dark room with the lights down and it's <laughs> super quiet. You can't. I mean, you can't have an elliptical machine. Um, if I'm in, if I'm in a dark room with the lights down, one, it's gonna have to be late at night after the, after my kids have gone to bed. And then if I'm watching it like that, this is what you're gonna hear about five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be out. <laughs> no. That's not good. <laughs> uh, no, I I I think I watched it um, in a dark room or in a theater, and with the with the sound like there's no sound because I think that helped with the suspense of it. Yeah, no, I I, I guarantee it would definitely without a doubt. So, um, what about you? Did you watch anything? No, 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 no. Please. All right, so news and rumors on the, uh, I guess, movie side. So this first one could play out either way, I guess. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con has been canceled for this year. Will not happen. So not not postponed. It's just straight up been canceled. They said we're not going to do it. It was supposed to be in July of this year. They said it will happen again in July of 2021. I am shedding my tears right now because, like, that... And also E3 are like my mid-year Christmas. Right. Yeah. And and, and not seeing those trailers or the news and rumors that's coming out of that. Oh, man. that it, 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 This is a gut punch for me. Last year, San Diego Comic-Con. That's where we got to see the first trailer for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I don't even know what music you're trying to put on there, but okay. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. So, so how do you how do you think is this really going to have a huge effect on the movies of this year that do I end think, up coming out still? I think production is all shut down, right? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in if the productions are all like taking a pause, um, then I then then I think that'll affect a lot of it. Um, so one thing that I hope it does not affect, which I think they're on schedule, is um, Dune. And I'm reading through that book right now. And it's an amazing book. Um, but I think they shot most of the film, unless they had to do some reshoots. Um, I think they're all in post-production right now. So so, so, um, so hopefully, you know, like movie like that, it's going to be okay. Or Maverick is going to be okay. Um, but I think it's gonna it's it's gonna affect a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. All right, what else? Um, so without Comic Con, um, Screen Rant released a list of sci-fi sh- TV. Oh, sorry, not sci-fi TV shows. Sci-fi movies coming out in 2021. Um, so I just want to see which one strike your interest. I think I I think I can guess which one. Um, that that you're looking forward to. So, so, so I hold on. I I looked at this. I looked at this 
website or article that you got on here. Uh huh. And they listed nine movies. I have two written down. Um. Okay. So they have KS Walking. Uh, that's coming out in uh, January of next year with um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> I don't know what this is either. And and Daisy Ridley from from Star Wars. Uh, Ghostbuster in March. Ghostbusters Afterlife, I, I should say. Uh, that's my that's one of them that I think you're looking forward to. Yep. Uh, Morbius. No. Nope. Uh, March. Uh, the Matrix, May twenty first. That's the other thing that that's another one that I think you're up all, all about. Yeah. Oh, Infinite. I don't know what this is, but it's with Mark Wahlberg in May. Um, Jurassic World Dominion in June. Avatar in late December, and I think this is that was this is my other um uh, a guess of the movies that you're looking forward to. Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Avatar. I I was a late bloomer to Avatar. I didn't watch it when it first came out and crushed all the thing, all the records and all that stuff. I ended up not watching it until it came out on DVD. Wait, you and didn't I, watch it in 3D? No. No, I never saw oh, it. Oh, Dan. And uh, then once it came out, I was like, wow, that actually really is a good movie. And I, I really, yeah, I really like that movie. Uh, Matrix. But you didn't watch it in 3D, though. No, no, I didn't. But Matrix uh, was one that I loved the first one. I thought it was crazy. The second one was pretty good. The third one, I was like, oh, this is dumb. Oh, okay. So I, understand that. I will watch the, the fourth one, but not one I'm particularly looking forward to. So. Um, for anybody that's listening out there and you want to complain to Dan that he did not see Avatar, the first one, in theaters in 3D, please do so and complain and, and tell him how much he missed out on 3D Avatar. Okay, that's thank right. you. <laughs> what about you? What's your, what's your pick on there? The Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix. Really? The Matrix. Yeah, The Matrix. I, I was all geeked out on when they first announced that they're making uh, number four. Um. Yeah, I'm all about it. Talked about it. So. Um. Okay. okay. So, the last thing I do want to talk about is I'm gonna try to keep it short. Is that uh, IndieWire released the top 50 films of 1990s, and and I'm not gonna go through all 50 of them. Hopefully not. Um, No. So I let's go through from. From five on, okay. So number five, did they have? I it's a foreign film. I never heard of it, and I think it's a Hong Kong film, and I can't even. Um, it's called Chungking Express. I never, I never watched it. Um, that I, was, I had heard of it. Oh I've really? It is supposed to be a great movie, but I never um, watched it. Number four, Ground um, Groundhog Day. Bill Murray. Actually, I never seen that movie. What? Never seen that movie. Oh, 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 you haven't seen that movie. So, people, if you want to <laughs> argue about me not seeing Avatar in 3D, how about we get on Brian for not ever seeing Groundhog Day? Uh, this this would be a shock to me. It, it wasn't, not that you haven't watched it, that it was number four. Uh, it's a great movie. It's hilarious. It's it, it, it still holds up today. But is it really top four of the 90s? I don't know. Um, 
Number three, 1994, Pulp Fiction, totally agree. It's got to be top five in the 1990s. I'm not a uh, fan of that show. For real? I mean, hey, I, guys, I watched. Let's I, email I, in to Dan <laughs> of really just telling him what he's missing out on Pulp Fiction. Not I've seen top. it. I've, I've seen it a couple times. It's just, to me, it's not a top five. But that's my opinion. I, I, I understand why it is a top five, so I wouldn't argue it. Just, I mean, if I was making a top five, it's not going to be. If it's not, it wouldn't be on my top four Mount Rushmore, which we could do movies another day. Let's stick to TV shows for next episode. Um, number two, I never, I never seen this. It's called Close Up. Uh, never, I don't know what this is. Uh, I think it's a foreign movie though. So never. keep in mind, this. I think this list is done uh, with indie films in mind. But there's a couple of questions I do have on this. And I'm like, that is not indie. But number one is is Goodfellas. I was like, oh, totally agree. 1990s. And uh, I think I could see that. Yeah. I think I think it's a good argument to being number one of of the 90s. Yeah. So um, a couple of things. What do you think is missing or what shocked you the most of some of the films that was on the list? So I I, I got a seven. No, seven. I got seven. That I quickly went through. Uh, I found another list that was a top 100. And this one, I don't think really had like indie, like foreign films in it. Not foreign films. It had indies, but not foreign films in it. Um, and I, I'm just going to run through these quick. Uh, and I'll tell you which one I think should have been probably even number one. Oh. Um, and I and I, I could argue with that over Goodfellas. Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the ones that I think were missing was Clerks, mm-hmm. Swingers. Oh, Swingers, yes. Uh, seven. It's on here. Seven's on there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'll take that one off. But going along with the whole bracket, Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Madison. How could you not have Adam Sandler's <laughs> first movie that launched his career? It, it's funny, but seriously, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I think uh, Happy Gilmore is a better movie than Billy Madison, but Billy Madison is the one that started it, you know? So Billy Madison, Dumb and Dumber. It's dumb. It's I mean, that's the name of the movie. It's dumb. It's a dumb movie, but it's hilarious. People refer to it all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. you got to have that one. And then uh, another one that a lot of people probably don't know of or heard of, um, unless you're really into the grunge scene in in the in the 90s, singles. Um, I just love that movie. It's it's kind of uh, mm. the the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, and it's it's a it's a rom it's to me, it's, it's almost like a rom com in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it it's the way life of a single person in the 90s. It was almost like a documentary in a way. Um, but not totally. Obviously, it's a movie. So. You got to go with it. But I love that movie. I watch anytime, you know, I'm flipping and I happen to catch that movie on TV. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. But here's the number one movie that I think should have been number one over Goodfellas. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree. And yeah. and I think it, it it didn't make the cut. And I'm like, oof, that was an excellent movie. Yeah. And, um, I totally agree with that, yeah. And and like I think some of the 
movies that I really enjoy on 1990s that didn't make the cut, and I think they mentioned it in the honorable mentions below. It's either um, The Fugitive. Mm, that was um, decent with Harrison Ford. Yep. Uh, uh, Iron Giant, definitely, with Vin Diesel. Huh? Iron Giant, the cartoon movie? I never watched it. Oh my god. Iron Giant? You never seen Iron Giant? Oh. It's a cartoon movie. Come on. Oh man. It had more character development and heart than Aquaman a hundred times. <laughs> and Saving Private Ryan. And Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. I would agree 100%. Uh, this, that, that list did have a, a thin red line on it. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the only movies, because if you remember right back in the day of Saving Private Ryan, right around then, they had a lot of war movies that came out within like a couple years time. Oh, yeah. A Thin Red Line is one of those ones I never watched. I watched like all the other ones, but I never oh, wow. watched that one. Wow. Because um, as, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to think, oh, what was the other one that came out back then that was I'm a huge fan of and, and wasn't on this list either? Now that I think about it, that probably should have been. Jarhead, um, like Jarhead or something like uh, that. Jarhead was no, it was. I mean, that was a Marine-based movie, but it wasn't all that. Um, oh golly. Um, Wait, when was Schindler's List? I think it was on that, there though. That was that. I don't know if that was on there. I know it was on the other one that I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, like, that's why, because this movie that I'm thinking of was from the 80s. It's not from the 90s. Oh, what was it? Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when was Braveheart? 95. That was not on that list. Yeah, Braveheart was a good one. Yeah. I think I also really enjoy um, Courage on the Fire. That was a pretty darn good movie, too. You think so? I think I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. It, it was it was good. Um, Matt Damon, dude, skinny Matt Damon. Yeah, that was crazy how skinny he was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was yeah. It's good. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for um, for uh, movies. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week, everyone. If you want to leave us feedback. Tell Brian how messed up he is because he's never. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. If you want to tell me and Brian how bad we both are at our movie choices, uh, <laughs> leave us feedback. It's the PTR show, gmail.com or on Twitter at the PTR show. If you like us, subscribe to our podcast. Rate us and spread the words to your friends and family of how weird we are. For the PTR Show, I'm Brian. And I'm Dan, and this was the Primetime Review Podcast. See ya. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.